0: Wow. Well, I'm, I'm excited today. I'm really excited to be bringing you the message, but I'm more excited that it's not just me bringing the message, but Emma and Cooper are going to help out today. And so they're really the ones bringing the message. I'm just here to kick things off, and uh, then I will um, we'll kick it back over to Mark when the time comes. So uh, this, this class of seniors means a whole lot to Lacey and myself. Um, they, <laughs> here it goes. <laughs> Good. We'll get that out of the way. They, they mean a whole, whole lot to us. Little did we know when they were eighth graders, and I promise you Coop was not this big. Um, we, uh, we were asked to help out with their life group, and little did we know all the amazing things that God had planned. And so we have been incredibly blessed to, uh, to be a part of that. And I want to say to the five of you um, that are around the room here that, yes, you're starting a new chapter, and yes, we're excited for you. But we will be a part of the new chapter. You don't get to leave us here. So uh, just know that this is not um, we're not closing things out here. We plan to be a part and you can't get rid of us. I just want, want you to know that. So as I talked with Emma and Cooper about the message, I was reminded about how all five of these seniors yearn the Lord and, and love him and, and want to be close to him. And so we're going to give you a lesson today just based on some scriptures that mean a lot to us. And so Emma has picked one, and Cooper has picked one, and I've got one as well, that just talking about being close to God, about desiring to, to have him in our lives, and then Cooper's going to talk to us about the salt and light that God puts in our lives, that then we can turn around and be salt and light to others, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about learning to trust God after that. So I'm excited, we're all excited, I think, are we excited to be up here? Yeah, we're excited to be up here. So I'm going to turn things over to Emma, and then Cooper will go after that.
1: Good morning everyone. Um, my name is Emma and I'm a senior at Centennial High School this year. Um, and I, next year I will be attending the University of Tennessee. Go balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about one of my favorite verses. Um, it's Matthew 7:7. It's from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount." and I'll go ahead and read that for you guys. It says, "Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find." knock and the door will be open to you for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be opened i absolutely love this verse because it gives me so much comfort especially in times of stress and anxiety especially at the end of the school year now it's kind of like my fallback verse my go-to verse when i just need like reassurance that he's there and he'll be there for me with open arms whenever I need, no matter what the circumstance is. It's both a comfort verse and it's, it's, it's a call to action. And I'll explain what I mean by that in a second. But I want to tell you guys a story about why I like this verse so much. Um, when I was 10 years old, I read Heaven is for Real. Some of you guys might have heard that, of that book. But it's about a little boy named Colton. And he's four years old and he goes through this life-changing experience because he has to go through an emergency appendectomy but after or during the surgery has a religious experience he sees god and after his life is completely altered but after the surgery there's a bunch of mini stories after and one of the stories i loved was colton's dad he calls colton out he's like come come on colton like come look at this rainbow and he colton goes outside And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I asked for that. And Colton's like, or Colton's dad was like, "Um, like, what do you mean you asked for that? And he goes, oh, I asked God for that. I I knew he would give it to me. And so being my 10 year old self, I was like, I I wanna do that, I want a rainbow too. So on the way, on the drive to Virginia Beach, um, I was in the car and I prayed and I was like, God, I, I want a rainbow. I, I, can, I, can you please give me a rainbow? Um, I want to see that you're there. Um, if you're there, just show me that you are. And so we get to Virginia Beach, and sure enough, it storms for the first two days there nonstop. And when the storm breaks, I'm called out onto the patio, and there's this beautiful double rainbow outside. Let me tell you guys, it was a beautiful <laughs> rainbow. And I just remember this, and it, it's just it's so amazing how I can ask God, for something so simple and he makes it something so spectacular and I just, I just remember that and that's why I love this verse so much but when I read this verse two words come to mind one of them is desire and then one of them is initiative first desire desire is a two-way street God desires more than anything for us to come to him and to lean on him He wants to be that person that we go to when we are sad, when we're angry, when we're stressed, when we just need someone to talk to, when we need someone to listen to. He wants to be that person for us. His heart's desire is for us to look to him, look for him wherever we can in the world. And he promises us that if we do look, we will find him. He promises us that. However, we have to desire to have a connection with him too. He is constantly pursuing a relationship with us, and we have to reach out and pursue him back. We have to make an effort to come to him and to trust in him and to meet him halfway to deepen our connection with him. This verse is calling us to ask him when we need help, ask him for advice, ask him for comfort, for security. It's asking us to seek him before anyone else when we need it and to knock and keep knocking until he answers because he says he will answer. He will always answer that door. He is right behind that door, hand on the handle, waiting to swing it wide open the second we decide to knock. But we have to knock. And that brings me to initiative. We have to take initiative of our relationship with God. We have to make the decision to come to him when we need him, to ask him when we need him. He knows I need him. Uh, He knows that more than anyone else. And all he wants to do is come and help me. So I need to take the initiative to seek him out and let him in. So I have a colleague of mine here today. His name is Eric. He's right over there. <laughs> and I, I was bouncing ideas off of him. I was like, hey, like, I am doing this sermon on Sunday. I, I'm thinking about doing Matthew 7-7. He told me, he goes, that is one of my favorite verses. I love that verse. And he actually has it tattooed on his arm. And I said, This isn't a sign. I don't know what is. So I'm going to be teaching about it today. Supposed to be Matthew Matthew 7.5. Now we have Matthew 7.7. But one thing that he said really stuck out to me. He said, you get out of it as much as you put into it. You get out of it as much as you put into it. So if you are willing to put in the effort, it will only bring you closer to him. But you have to take that step. And that is what this verse is calling us to think about. It's calling us to think about how much am I going to give? How much do I want back? So how much am I going to give? It's encouraging us to dig deeper into our connection with God. And that's why I think this is perfect for our seniors today. Um, College is when we're on our own for the first time ever. (laughs) It's kind of scary. I don't have my parents pushing me to come to church anymore. So my relationship with God is completely dependent on me and how much effort I put in. I determine how often I'm going to ask him for his help, how often I'm going to seek him out, how often I'm going to knock on his door when I need a mentor or when I need a friend. So I want to encourage everyone, especially our seniors, to bookmark this verse and fall back on it when you're overwhelmed, when you're stressed, or even when life is going good and you just want to thank him. I've gotten so much out of this verse, and I've taken it so many different ways, but this is just a few of the ways I've taken it what I've gotten out of it. But I just love how relieved it makes me feel when he tells me that he's always there, and I can always depend on him, and I can always ask him for help.
2: I'm Cooper. Um, I'll be attending uh, Middle Tennessee State University. Um, today, I'm going to talk about Matthew 13 through 16, which says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is the then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under underfoot by men. You are the light of the world and a city that... Is set on a hill and cannot be hidden. Nor do they uh, light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a l- lampstand, and gives you gives light to all who are in the world, in the house. Let the light sh- so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So. The reason why I chose this first is because um, it relates to all the people that have been in my life, and um, I really want to share about those people in my life and say um, th- that I can follow in their footsteps. And so first, <laughs> start with a, a person that I met in sixth grade, um, so in the youth group, when rising 6th graders now 7th graders um, the new 6th graders come through and you say two interesting facts about yourself and then at the end of that um, the youth group people in the youth group uh, they stand behind you and become your mentor and the person that stand behind me was Cameron Schrader Um, Cam Cam made sure I was at Every event um, I could make it to, um, he brought me out of my comfort zone. Um, If you don't know, I'm an introvert. I've been an introvert all my life and still am an introvert. Um, Cam brought me out of that and he welcomed me to every event and every time I walked through the door, he'd be right there welcoming me and say how ask me how my week was and um and i just love getting to see him every sunday wednesday um, as he's my life group leader um i get to learn from his wisdom every night and i want to carry on that welcomingness he has to everybody um the next person um is i'm going to talk about is my pops um, if you don't know my pops he was I was very close with him, and he's one of my heroes um He died when I was ten years old um and one word I could describe him with um, he was a man full of joy um, he knew how to make anyone smile and he loved all of his grandkids and whether it was sitting with him and him tickling you in your tickle spot or <laughs> or telling stories about whatever has been going on. Um, he, he knew how to make friends with anybody he talked to and seeing jo- joy just go through him like he's always had a smile on his face and he'll all, I'll always be looking up to him and want to show his joy to others in the future next person um, is granddad granddad after every football game granddad's the first person I go to to talk about the game (laughs) The best part is he's my coach in track and field and I get to see him every day but the one thing that sticks out to me about Granddad is he is a server to God he makes sure everyone gets the help they need and he cleans out everybody's cars for free when even though we don't ask for it um He's uh, he's helping out at his community garden when nobody else, when he doesn't have to help, he's there to help anybody who needs food. He'll cook cookies and bring them to track practice. Um, he's just a great server to everybody, and um, he's uh, one of my heroes also. And I can't. I'm blessed to have him in my life, and um, I thank you for everything you've done. The next person I'll just talk about is my dad. I couldn't ask for any other dad in the world. He always has my back in everything I do and everything I've done, and he's pushed me to be the best athlete, student, person I can be. the one thing my dad has poured into me throughout all my years is to love your neighbor. And he's the best example of that. He treats everyone with the same amount of respect and truly one of the best leaders and mentors I've ever had in my life. He, um, He's a great. He loves everybody. He's a special ed teacher, and I've never seen any kids change. He's impacted those kids' life, and I've never seen the amount of love he gives those kids. Um, it's truly um, a God-given thing. And and then another thing is, my dad has a law of faith. Um, if you didn't know, my freshman year, uh, my dad had cancer in his kidney. And but everything, through everything, he knew that everything was going to be alright and had faith in God and he knew that every, no matter the outcome, everything would be alright. And I could see that in his eye and those people have poured their salt into me, and I would want to pour those that salt into everyone in the future. Now it's time to talk about the light in my world, which means the people that have brought me to jesus' word um Evan Richardson. Um, Evan was the first person to like ever encourage me to really go into the word um he is easy man to talk about anything with um he's always there for when I have a question about uh anything I need about Jesus and he's always has the right answer and I'm blessed to have him in my life and another man that has showed me the word is Will Baxter um Will I met Will in eighth grade um Will has so much wisdom about the word that I don't know if I would know much stuff about him today. Um, he has helped me get a deeper understanding of the word that, and helps me understand everything about the word. Um, he teaches Wednesday nights. He always asks the questions. Um what we know about people in the Bible, and what we learn about Jesus in the Bible. And it helps me get a better understanding of what it's like to live a life through, live a life with Christ. And I just want to thank all these people. I don't know if I'd be up here standing today without these people, and they are truly the salt in my light, and there's so many other people that have been there for me, and uh, um, I thank Jesus for putting them in my life, and and that's it.
0: You made at least one of your parents cry. I couldn't tell if you got both of them or not. Um, Man, I didn't think about having to follow those two. Lessons, but the good news is I've got about two minutes and then we're gonna have to, uh, we'll get back to singing. So, good, great, great job. I, uh, I want to talk to you about trusting God. And the verse I want to talk about, I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but the verse I want to talk about is in Mark chapter 12. And Jesus is with his disciples and he, uh, he pulls them aside at the temple and he wants them to no- notice this lady who is tossing money into the treasury and. She just puts, all she has is these two little small coins, and she tosses them in. And Jesus tells his disciples, he says, truly this woman has put in more than anybody else, because everyone else gave out of their wealth, but she put in all she had to live on. I'm trying to abbreviate this message real quick, but I want to tell you real quick how I relate to this poor widow. I, the more I think about God, and the more I think about myself, I feel like this widow. And I want to I explain It's not because I relate to her financially. I have more than $2, luckily. I have enough to live on. It's not because I give as freely and generous as she did, because I do not. I give, and I believe it's important for us to give. I believe God rewards us for giving, but I don't give everything I have. Uh, Maybe one day my faith will grow and I can do that. But the way I relate to her is when I really look at God and when I look at who God is and what God is capable of, he, he created the earth, the universe, he created everything out of nothing. He's eternal. He can calm storms. He can move mountains. He can raise the dead. I mean, and, and I look at what God can do and I look at what I can do, and I feel like I have so little to offer. You ever feel that way? I just feel like, oh, I've got these two little small coins. What good are those gonna do? And then I remember that we have a God who when we give, he wants nothing to be wasted. And so when we give, he takes what we give, and he can turn it into something incredible. He can turn it into something powerful. And so I look at that widow, and I, could, and I, I just want to encourage you this morning as we think about desiring God, right? And think about seeking him and trying to know him better and, and asking him to show us that rainbow, asking him to be present in our life when we think about what it means to be salt and light. And then when you think about what it means to trust God, don't bemoan the fact that you have so little to give. I think we should rejoice in that I think we should we should come joyfully saying God all I've got is this and I'm gonna give it to you and I can't wait to see what you do with it I remember five years ago Lacey and I were praying and talking about do we help out with these eighth graders I could tell you some stories about uh, the first few times we had devotionals with them the first few times they came over to the house and we were going we've got some work to do here Uh, but God took those two small coins And I mean, there is, I mean, oh my goodness, what he has done with it. I don't know if they would tell you the same, but for me, we have been richly blessed beyond what we can, beyond what we can tell. And the village that we've gotten to be a part of because of that is something that I I wouldn't give up anything for. There's no value on it. So I would encourage you, I would challenge you when you're not sure how much you can give, give that little bit you've got. Mark, why don't you bring your team on up? Give that little bit you've got and let God do the rest. Let God, um. Do, do what only he can do. Um, it's, it's, again, not about our power. It's not about our wealth. It's not about all the things we have, but it's about turning it over to God and, and trusting him to give. I'm, I'm so excited for these seniors, for the next chapter in their lives. I want to close with a prayer while the worship team's getting set up here. Uh, we'll pray for them, and then we'll worship together. So, Fathers, thank you so much for uh, all those in this room who have poured into this group of seniors. Thank you for the the salt and the light. Thank you for the example that uh, so many have shown of what it looks like to desire you and to to seek you and to long for you. Thank you for uh, all the conversations, all the teaching that has been done um, for all the role models. And God, I just pray in this next chapter, as these students go off to college and do various things, God, I pray that you would be present in their lives. I pray that your spirit would fill them I pray, God, that they would continue to desire and seek you, that they would know you in ways they've never known you before. I pray that you would use them to be salt and light. I pray that you would use them to bring others into a relationship with Jesus. I pray they would trust you to do things in their lives that they can't imagine. And God, I pray they would always know that they have a family and a home here at Fourth Avenue. I pray we can see them often. I pray we can hear about the wonderful things we've done and we can laugh and share the memories of times past. And God, I pray you would continue to work in all of our lives for your glory, amen.